Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to Stay Out of My Crease, Season 3, Episode 1. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018. And I want to welcome our new listeners as well as our old listeners, and we're happy to have you aboard. Um, We are on our new um, network, KJC Radio. So at the end of the show, if you'd like to download the podcast, just go to blogtalkradio.com backslash K as in Kim, J as in Jimmy, C as in Christopher, radio. And our new telephone number here is 516-418-5573. Everything is updated on our Facebook page. um, And that is still Stay Out of My Crease, so you can still find that on Facebook. Also, we're on Twitter, which is Stay at Stay Out of Crease. And we are also still available for download on iTunes. Um, If you're out of the country or if you live in Canada or Mexico or Russia, Sweden, Finland, Ireland, anywhere international, um, you can call us and still talk to us if you have a smartphone. Um, All you need to do is download the Skype app and just make a regular phone call to the 516-418-5573 number. Um, Our website is still stayoutofmycrease.com and everything is updated on that as well. And you can also go check out our latest podcast as well as last week's podcast on there. Um, I believe that's it. So happy new year, guys. Thank you for being with us for three wonderful seasons. Um, Hope everybody found us okay. I did do a lot of promoting to make sure that everybody knew where to find us and the correct number and everything. Um, So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring Jimmy on. Hi, Jimmy. Happy New Year, Kimmy. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, it's, it's it's a good New Year because today we actually got above the zero mark for temperature. And oh, it actually got into double. That's awesome. Got in, yeah, double digits on the positive side, which we've been hanging mostly double digits on the negative side. So it's nice. You know, I, right. I, most of the world doesn't think that 13 degrees is a warm day. But for us lately, that's a warm day. So, you know, I mean, there were, there, there were people out in shorts today, you know, and it's, you know, I, I I guess, you know, people are like that, but uh, not me. I was still bundled up pretty nicely um, because it is still 13 (laughs) degrees out. Right. Oh, no doubt. I mean, even here in Maryland, we have been freezing our tissues off. Um, It's been really, really cold for us. And, um, you know, we're not used to having sub-zero temperatures around here. And it's only supposed to get worse for us, which is interesting because I rode past the river the other day, and it's actually starting to freeze. And it's been a long time since I've seen the river frozen, which is nothing new to you, but... No, no, not really. Um, Well, Mississippi doesn't usually freeze over completely, but... um, 
you know, the banks are definitely frozen. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I it was I was driving out. Or what day was it? I think it was New Year's Day, and I went to the to the store. And on my way to the store, it was five below, or six below. And you know, holy moly, the car, <clears throat> the car didn't really want. To, I mean, that's without the windshield. Windshield was like over thirty below. Um, and I'm driving to the store. And I drive by two frozen ponds on my way, and bless their hearts, there's kids out there playing hockey. Five below, oh how cool! Thirty below windshield, and they're still out there playing hockey. So, you know, and I think a lot of them wanted to because this this was before noon, um, and I think a lot of them were out there playing because they wanted to you know play outside before um, so they get back inside and watch the you know the Winter Classic game. And, you know, I got to right. thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, the the kids aren't complaining at all about, you know, the, the players aren't complaining about how cold it is when they're playing in the Winter Classic there. Um, it's just the announcers. The announcers are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is so cold. Um, it was, I mean, the wind chill is not nice. And, and you know that better than most of us. Um, <clears throat> it's uh it's just been one of those years this year. Like usually, you know, here in Maryland, we expect, but when we think cold, we think like 32, not um, six. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Yep. So we didn't have a lot of college hockey this weekend, um, and it looks like it's starting to pick up next weekend, though. Well, Gophers played Army, which I thought was really nice of them to invite Army in. And I, you know, it was it was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, Army's not typically you know a college hockey powerhouse, but um, to, for them to be able to get that kind of a game is good. You know, it just kind of it. What it does is, anytime Army can play, um, it, you know, in in a bigger market like that, you know, they're not only you know trying to recruit for. Um, that, you know, for their hockey team, but they're trying to recruit as, you know, the army. <laughs> so, you know, you may get, you know, you may get a couple of Minnesota kids that are not going to necessarily play for, you know, North Dakota or Minnesota or Denver or Wisconsin or, or even Boston college or whatever, you know, they, they go, you know, Hey, I should go play for army. And, you know, and, and so these kinds of trips are good, are good for, um, you know, to allow to give them that exposure to, you know, you know, a, a really good market for you know recruiting kids, and I, so you know, kudos to the University of Minnesota for doing that. You know, and allowed them to come in. Right. Yeah, that was a great. I mean, it was a great thing. I actually had to laugh at you because you were really excited that um, Minnesota was doing so well without Casey Middlestat, and then you were like. Oh, but we're playing Army. It's not like we're playing, you know, North Dakota or Denver or anything like that. Um, and I, I got a good giggle out of that because, um, you know, you do get excited when your team plays well. Um, well, and then you, you know, I you play against. You know, it, it, exactly. If, you know, if they wouldn't, if they wouldn't have swept Army, it would have been, you know, the breaking news. You know, so. But they did. Right. So, um, one thing they did yeah. bring up, you know, Air Force. Air Force, as you're well aware of, as well as they played last year, has a um, Division One hockey team. But um, Navy only has right. um, club level. And they were talking on the broadcast over the weekend that 
they're thinking that it won't be it'll be a couple more years and then navy will have a division one program and they'll join the atlantic with air force and army so that will be fun right yeah that will that that'll make a great rivalry too it really will because um, i'm pretty sure army and navy will probably be in the same division if i'm kind of guess geographically right well, no, it, well, they'll, they'll all be in the same. They'll all be in the same conference. I mean, oh, okay. Navy and Air Force, which will be really cool because oh, okay. Air Force plays in the in the Eastern, you know, whatever the Atlantic or whatever the Eastern, right. the far far Eastern conference is. So, um, right. you know, which didn't, which at first I was like, boy, that's a lot of travel, and then I was like, well, what's the Air Force? They can they fly all the time, so they, they can probably <laughs> handle that exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. I, uh, I, you know, there was that big riveting tournament in Pittsburgh this weekend. Um, yeah. Providence ended up winning it all, the Three Rivers Classic. <laughs> they uh, they yeah. had Arizona State there, um, and we had <laughs> talked about Arizona State. Um, that's where Mary Lemieux's son Austin's going to be going to college next year. So I think that may have had something to do with them coming to DPG Paints Arena and playing this year. But hey, well, you know, either that or they couldn't get anybody else. You know, they, I mean, you look at the other two teams, and I, I, I don't think there's a really good, you know, aside from Providence, and Providence usually isn't that good either. Um, yeah, they didn't really have anybody there for that tournament, which is kind of surprising because you know it is it is Pittsburgh and. But, uh, you know, they don't really have any, you know, college programs with the exception of Penn State that's anywhere near there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, these tournaments are really cool. And I've always thought they are. Um, you know, then with having college being off on the um, the last couple of weeks, it was kind of nice to have a game. Or a couple of games to watch college-wise. Well, and then they have the, but, uh, the tournament going on. They have the tournament going on there in Michigan, which is which is fun. You know, they have um, right. Michigan, Michigan State, um, Western Michigan, and Bowling Green playing in that tournament. And um, I forget what that what that is actually called. Um, um, but anyway, they 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 play those. Um, what do they call it? Uh, it could drive me crazy. Anyway. <laughs> um, You'll figure it out and interrupt me later in the show. <laughs> yes, I will. Yep, but yeah, in that Three Rivers Classic, they had, um, like, it was Arizona like State. <laughs> See, there you go. I just need to start talking about something else there. <laughs> yeah, Michigan State, Michigan Tech, um, Bowling Green, and Michigan. Um which is right. which is a which is great, you know, which is an awesome one. And um I think it's tonight is the final game. Um 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 bowling green versus Michigan Tech. Because both uh, Michigan right. State and Michigan lost. So Yeah. Yeah. And um, now, I mean, now that we've kind of flipped the calendar here, this is where I know last year I really started paying attention to the pairwise standings um, to see where teams are starting to fall a little bit. But I had noticed that – go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, I, and, and this is where you, you start looking at, you know, where, where am I in that, you know, in, in that or the crack rating and, um, you know, does my team have a legitimate chance if I don't make the conference tournament to get in, you know? So right. 16 teams get in for those of you not familiar with college hockey. It's not like college basketball where, you know, every other team gets in to the NCAA tournament, only 16 get in <laughs> and there are six conference, um, champions that get in you have to win the conference tournament to get in um so then there's only 10 spots available um for you know for at-large bids and so you've got to kind of figure out how you can you know how you're positioned in that spot and usually you know it's 11 or 12 you have to be in in order to make it into the tournament so um this is the time of year where you know, everything matters, you know, everything, you know, starts to really matter. It's not only, not only matters whether or not you win or lose, but that team that you beat, you want them to win so that your strength of schedule goes up. So you have a better chance of getting in. Right. Yeah. And I remember last year watching Air Force kind of teeter around that line around January. Cause like if, if for our listeners, if you go to the pairwise, like Google the pairwise standings and stuff, you can watch, and they have an actual line underneath of, like, where teams above that line, if the season ended that day, would be in the Frozen Four tournament. But there are teams, you know, below that line. And for a while last January, I was kind of watching Air Force. We were watching Air Force real closely because they were above the line, like, one week, and then the next, line, or next week they'd be below the line, and they teetered on that line. And then they just suddenly took off. Um, I think after they played Colorado College, they took off. And um, it was just, it's so fun to watch, especially now that the second half of the college season is starting to um, to take place because um, we have games that are coming up this weekend. And um, so, it you know, it, it's different. It's, it's so much fun to watch as opposed to watching, like, other standings around as it gets closer to tournament time. Well, because it's such a tight window, there's, you know, there's so there's so it's so limited as to, you know, who's going to get in and who's not going to get in. And, you know, so, you know, you've got a team like, you know, like Harvard that was ranked, you know, top five at the start of the season, you know, they've just completely just went south. So they're probably not even going to make it in. And then you look at a team like St. Cloud State, who I, honestly, I don't think anybody had them as, you know, mid season number one, you know, but then they went into Princeton and they, you know, tied twice. You know, they maintained their number one overall rating, but, you know, you just, you never know, you know. And then you look at a team like um, New Hampshire right now, they're, I think they're like 15 or 16, so they're they're on that bubble, you know, and, and who would have thought that they would have, you know, be there, you know, had they done better against Dartmouth, they probably would have, been, you know, been better too. But you look at a lot of these teams, and there's always that handful of teams, and then, you've got the, the tournaments that come up and you, you know, I mean, that's a guaranteed bid. So, you know, what if, you know, what if it, you know, a team that's not supposed to get in gets in, you know, then that really shakes things up. You know, you know, what if, you know, what if an Omaha wins, you know, in the WCHA or whatever, or what if, you know, you know, what, what if army wins in the Atlantic, you know, then suddenly the, you know, now you've got, now you've got teams in there that you didn't think were going to be in there. So now, you know, it becomes even more imperative that you win your conference or, you know, that you win, right. you know, that you, 
win the games you're supposed to win. Right, exactly. I love it. Like, this is, to me, after Christmas, this is where college season really starts to pick up. This is where you really start to pay attention. You watch the powerhouse teams really kind of start to pull away a little bit more. And you watch these surprise, you're not supposed to make it in, teams, you know, do something miraculous. It's just, it's a never-ending excitement for me to follow college every week. Well, and on the women's side, it's, you know, you you look and you go, wow, you know, Wisconsin wasn't supposed to be that good this year because they lost, you know, Sarah Nurse and they lost um, Debbie Enns, you know. So, I mean, how are they doing it? And you look at, you know, I, you have to go all the way down to 13th in the country to find somebody on the, that's um, for a scoring leader for Abby Rilke. Um, but you look at the goaltending side and they got the number one, number two goaltender in the country sophomore gal that just came in. So, I mean, that system right there, um, it's just, it, that's, that, that's scary, you know, and, you know, for the, and they're what, 21 and one or something like that. You know, somebody actually managed to beat them. <laughs> so, right. Right. Exactly. But yeah, uh, Kristen yep. Campbell just stepped in right where Debian's left off. And, and it's, it's like, they're not even missing a beat, you know, I mean, you got a goals against average of one, and you have a save percentage of point nine five. Um, right, you're going to win a lot of games that way. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, speaking of college here, the Olympic uh, the Olympic team was announced yesterday at the Winter Classic. Um, at least the starters were, and um, I was looking over the uh, the rosters. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's so many colleges that are going to be represented at the Olympics right now. Um, You know, a lot of these players are playing either in the NLA or the KHL, the AHL, um, the DEL, you know, all these little little juniors and um, minor clubs. But then you have um, Ryan Donato from Harvard that's playing in the Olympics. Um, you have uh, Ryan Stoa have from Minnesota. The, yeah, you Troy have, Terry um, from Denver. Yep, and then uh, what's his name? Greenway from uh, Boston. Yep, from Boston University. Oh, he's going to yep. be. I mean, I, I, he's, a, he's, he's a wild draft pick, and I just can't wait for him to show up. He's like 6'6", 240. This is a forward. <laughs> just waiting for him to finally decide he doesn't want to go to college anymore and come play pro because he's he's phenomenal. Right, and you even have um, Will Borgen from St. Cloud State. I mean, that's a pretty good representation there um, for the U.S. And it's really interesting because I got into a conversation with somebody today about Casey Middlestead, and. Um, he, he and I were talking, and he thinks that Middlestep's going to actually stay in Minnesota for a couple of years. He just doesn't think he's going to be NHL ready at any point um, within the next two years, he said. And so I was like, well, have you ever watched him? And he was like, well, I watched him in the juniors. And I'm like, yeah, but that's such a small sample size. Have you watched him play college hockey? And he was like, well, I don't even know where he goes. And I'm like, uh, he goes to Minnesota. Um, he's a Minnesota gopher. 
And so he went and pulled video up of Middlestead. He was like, I resent everything I said about the kid. He was like, he is something special. And I was like, see, you got to get over the whole small sample size. That's the big thing. Um, you, I mean, I know a lot of people are watching the World Juniors right now, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's so much fun to watch these kids from all over the world playing in one tournament, knowing that quite a few of them will probably be eventual NHL stars. Well, I watched I watched Casey play the last couple of years when he was playing for um, Eden Prairie High School. You know, I watched him in state tournaments and you know how well he played, and you know he played in the um, but Minnesota's version of the uh, of the Winter Classic, where Hockey Day Minnesota. I watched him play against Stillwater last year, um, and then I watched him quite play quite a bit for for the Gophers. And you know uh, Buffalo's going to be such a better team when he shows up, um, but I don't know that he. I I don't know that he'll just be one and done. I think that um, they're really working on him to try to you know bulk him up a little bit and he's kind of against mm-hmm. that but they're trying really hard to because he's like you know last time I checked you didn't score any any goals with a with a dumbbell he says pretty much that was sticks so I'll be working on that more than you know my weight training but um right but just as you get older you start to fill out more and I think that's kind of what maybe Buffalo's going to wait for you know, maybe let him play right. two years at Minnesota and I hope he let him, I, I want him to let him play four but I don't think that's <laughs> I was going to say, you would not mind if he filled into his body a little bit more while he plays for the Gophers. Um, exactly. I don't think any Gopher fan would be upset about that. Exactly. <laughs> so on, on the yeah. women's side, um, the, um, Rod, Rod Stauber is the is the women's coach. He's he's from around here. He played for um, uh, Minnesota. And uh, interestingly enough, there are seven women from um, the state of Minnesota that are on the Olympic team and a lot of them are a little older. Some of them are playing professional hockey right now, um, which they're allowed to play in the Olympics. They're not like the NHL. They, you know, the other professional, the women, women's professional leagues are basically shutting down for the Olympics, you know, to allow the players to play, which I think is a phenomenal thing. Um, but yeah, there's seven and um, there's no other state that has more than three I think I think there's three from Michigan and three from Massachusetts, um, so that that'll be interesting, and that gives you that whole deal of you know maybe this is the year that um, the women's team can actually you know beat Canada and get the gold because they've gotten silver the last few years. So. Right. Yeah, and I I mean you know speaking of the women's side, you know um, especially for the Olympics, you have some great U.S. players that are playing. Um, I think Kelly Panics on the U.S. Olympic team. Um, Amanda Kessel is on the Olympic team. And, uh, you know, so I, seeing some of these games were just it, – it's, it's going to be so much fun to watch the Olympics this year because you don't have those professionals. So you're actually going to see these kids and these players, like especially the women's, the NW. NWHL players that you may not have seen him play in college. So you're going to get a chance to see a totally different, um, how do I going to say this? Oh, a totally different league of hockey in the Olympics. I'm really excited about that. 
Well, and on the women's side too, it's going to be really nice because every, every the the improvement that um, the women's game makes every four years is just phenomenal. You know, men's game kind of stays. Men's game will probably actually take a step back this year because you know you won't have the you know the professionals. You'll have the amateur kids out there playing. So, um, which doesn't mean that it's going to be bad hockey. It's just because everybody's going to be playing at the same level. Um, but you know, the women's game just gets so much better every four years. You know, if you look back four years ago and then you, you know, you watch it, you know, you go back four years from that and you watch some of the games and it's like, wow, it's like a whole different game. And, you know, so that's what I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch because, you know, you get, you know, it, it, the, the U S and the Canadian team are, you know, those are the odds on favorite to win it. Um, but some of these other teams are getting other countries are, I mean, they're getting better. And you can see that, right. you know, when you watch juniors, you know, the women's juniors and it's like, wow, you know, so it's, it's, it's developing more as a um, worldwide sport now for women's hockey. And I just, right. that's great. I, like I, like I've told you numerous times and I finally got you to sit down and watch a game. That the, uh, <laughs> and now I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's so much fun to watch because all the action takes place in the middle of the ice, not along the boards. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I think, I think I had read that there are 10 former Olympians on the U S women's club too. So, I mean, that, that's definitely, you know, I think I'm more excited to see the women play than I am to see the men's play. I mean, it's just because it's such a different game and it's, so fast like you think an NHL game is fast um you haven't seen women play they are very quick they're very good um some of the women players are probably better than NHL players um well, like, my, my story has always been that Amanda Kessel is better than Phil Kessel so yeah well we like Phil tonight <laughs> he scored for the Penguins so. nice nice <laughs> Yeah, leading scorer on the Penguins, Phil Kessel. Whoever would have thought that, right? <laughs> so, um, well, but I no, I you know he was a leading scorer through both playoff runs. You know, people don't you know right. don't think that because you know Crosby gets all the accolades, but you know, it's, without you know Kessel was you know by far I think the leading scorer last year. You know, and he didn't get any credit for nothing. He just gave it right. to Crosby because, well, that's the you know face of the league or whatever. But not that I'm better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not at all, right? I thought it should have went, went to Kessel or Gensel. I, mean, I didn't see Crosby even in the running for that. But that was, you know, that's just me. Thought it, I thought it should have went to Flurry, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm not bitter about that at all. I'm kidding. No, um, not at all. But yeah, I know. I know it's crazy. Um, we actually have a phone call, so I'm going to go ahead and take this phone call, Jimmy. Hi, you're on the air with Kim and Jimmy. Who's this? Happy New Year, you two. Hey, Happy New Year, Lou. You found us. Yeah, I did. Hey, I, you I, found us. I went Lou, to the Happy Talk site, like I went to the Blog Talk site because I found it. And, like there it is. I just want to see if I got it right. I had to come in early tonight because I'm doing the late show at 10, so I had to, you know, see if I can get in early. Sure. Ah, well, yeah. I'm glad I took you early. Thanks. Well, Lou, yes. you are our first caller on our new radio station. Congratulations. Oh, how about that? Thank you for well, well, thank you. And um, 
the Wild got one of our boys. They got they got Zachy Boy now back on, on the team. Oh yeah. 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 He he, he, I don't know if you've been able to catch any of the game. I've got it on in the background, but he looks he looks like Zach Priest. He did like three or four years ago. Wow. I mean, the, whatever they, whatever surgery they did for him, um, he's back to he's back to look. He's back to that guy in, that you don't want in front of the net if you're the other team uh-huh. because he'll just pester you. So I mean, he looks good. He's missed a His climbing's off a little bit, but he's playing well. Yeah, well, when you've been away from the game for a while, you're bound to lose a step or two. But um, you know, he's holding his he's holding his own. Yeah, yeah well, he's he, he really him. is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, of course, uh, I can't say what's the same for the Wild in the standings right now, but there's still a half a season to go, and the Metropolitan Division. Oh wow, is it really tightening up now? <laughs> yes, it is. My Rangers yes, after that after that thrilling victory yesterday, oh boy. That really that really um that really gets gets them lifted up. You know, nobody would have thought from when they first started in October how bad they were doing and look at them now. Right. Oh you're exactly right. I um, told you so. Yeah, and I you know, I've always been a street shooter and um I, 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 the Rangers have always scared me as a team because they can, yeah. they can get hot really, really quick. Yes. So. Yeah, they can, and they're uh, doing it at the right time. Well, and they have they have like right? three of the oh. best defensemen in the league. Three of the best defensemen in the league that can play both oh, ways yeah. on defense, and then. You know, when the goaltender gets hot, he's there's nobody better than him in the league. So you know, there's it. it I, I had the Rangers in. You know, I had Pittsburgh out. So which right now it looks like I'm right. It looks, yeah. it looks great for Jimmy right now. But it does. Jimmy and I both really screwed up on the whole Nashville thing. <laughs> well, yeah, you did. Bad, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, you took a half a second to go. Right. I didn't expect but Nashville's just Turek, terrifying. So that's, that's my that's my <laughs> right. defense there. I didn't know they were going to take tourists. If, that, if I'd have known they were going to get tourists in a trade, then I would have said, "Okay, I'm taking Nashville to be in the playoffs." That's my story, and I'm right. taking. Turek. I'm taking Nashville to be Cup finalist. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the Penguins? What do you see about them? Do you think they're going to make it, or do you think they're going to choke? Okay, so you want my true opinion on this? Yes. So, and this is really going to hurt some feelings that, because I know I have a lot of pen followers that listen to the show. And I realize they truly do love Matt Murray, and they think he is more than an average goaltender. I'm watching the Flyers game right now while we're on the air. Unfortunately, Tristan Jari got hurt. Uh, what channel? hand got cut by uh, MSNB, or, uh, NBCSN. Oh, it's a, oh, it is on um, that channel. Okay, my fault. Yeah. So, anyways, so Tristan Jari has um, has the same team as Matt Murray. Matt Murray's been really struggling this year with a whole starting role. I truly believe that if Mike Sullivan sticks with splitting both of the goaltenders, so that he does not burn out Murray and he doesn't burn out Jari, I think the Penguins have a shot to sneak into the playoffs. Realistically, uh-huh. I think they miss it. 
Yes. And I, I, I think they miss it. They just lost way too much depth, and they're not solid in goaltender like they were last year. No, I don't think they are either. I mean, there does seem to be a bit of a problem. Yeah, it's. I mean, you have Matt Murray, who in December, his save percentage was a .889. Oof. And his GAA was a three point two, I believe. But it mm, seemed like every line. time the Pens were right, see like every time the Pens were in a game, he would just give up this really soft goal and just see the team just deflate. Of course you got yeah. Sidney Crosby that's not scoring and honestly Crosby's not even shooting the puck, which is unusual for him, you know, to a point. But he is more of an assist person. Um, and you got Bill Kessel's the leading scorer, which Jared is alluding to. But that's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. But tonight no. it's different. Mike Sullivan decided to bench Murray um, to give Jari some playing time, first of all, and because Jari has been doing right. better in net, uh, he's not letting in three or four goals a night. He's been letting in probably one to two. But when the Pens don't score more than one goal, nobody's going to win in net unless you're Jonathan Quick or Carey Price or Marc-Andre Fleury. Nobody can steal those games um, unless you're an elite goaltender, and those are very few few and far between. Now, tonight I have seen the Pens' third and fourth line score three goals. So that's promising. Yes. They're playing Philadelphia. But look, this is not just Philadelphia. This is the Penguins' biggest rival ever. And I think there's a certain element to that. Both teams are terrible. I'm not going to sit here and try to say they aren't. Both teams are terrible. last place in in the division. Yeah, but if we win, we're not last. Right, okay. That's... Look, I asked for something positive this season because it hasn't been very much. <laughs> hey, come let's on. You won two back-to-back cups. Yeah, and I'm not complaining. Look, I look at it this way, Lou. I get 80 games. And if that's all I get of my favorite team, I'm still happy. Because then yeah. I get to watch the playoffs completely stress-free. And my heart will oh, yeah. me. <laughs> On the same way when the rain so in the can, playoffs and it's, like, and it's like, it's at that point, like, oh, boy, is it getting nerve-wracking? Oh. Yeah. Know, my and, that's know, my I sleepless hate, season. Which round we're going to lose in this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jimmy, I have positive hopes for your wild. They're going to go to the Stanley Cup just because my team did it last year. <laughs> Somebody needs to pull it for it this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still I'm still waiting for that uh, Minnesota Wild Columbus Blue Jackets Stanley Cup because I think that'll that would be fun. And then you know, like I said, that you know, last time two expansion teams played, um, yeah, in the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup was the uh, Minnesota North Stars and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. North Stars. Yes, it was. Um, I remember that. You know, I, I am, you know, we're talking about positives. I am very excited that we actually have a defenseman on the team now. So that, that's a plus. Yes. <laughs> so, J.D., all of that. Well, you got the big, got the big rig from Dallas. Well, you know what? You've got, 
you've got the kid coming up from Penn State too, who's like six seven or six eight too. Wow. Um, right. So you'll have two guys that you know could play basketball on your on your hockey team. So uh, it's that, never a bad day. that will be that will be that will be interesting here in the next couple of years to see how they you know play that out. You know, if they keep them both or or or, or what have you. You know. Right. Oh yeah. Hey, you know yeah. what? Yeah. But before we get I'm to the playoffs, there's there's range. something else that we uh, gotta take care of before that. What's that? I'll give you a hint. It happens once only every four years. Oh, the once we were talking about. I must have missed it. Because uh, <laughs> they uh, the. Team USA uh, named the team captain. Yes, I'm very excited for uh, Gionte, or How do you pronounce his last name? Brian's his first name. Gionta. Gionta. That's it. Yeah, because he played for the Carolina Hurricanes. Mhm, and the Devils. Yep. Yeah, that's only now five weeks yeah. away. I know. I did post a video to our Stand Up My Crease page, and it, it actually brought me to tears. One of the college kids, his dad showed up at practice right after he found out, and he got to tell his dad on camera about how um, he made the Olympic team. And just the pride in his dad's face and the tears in yeah. his dad's face was just very heartwarming. And, you know, you kind That's of get true. that this is a – a human element to this, too. You know, if the NHL would have allowed players to play, these kids and people like him would not have been able to have that enjoyment that they had. It's back to basics. Right. That's the way I look at it. I'm super excited. you're, You're going back to the way it was, and I think it's the way it's meant to be. Right. Unless you know, Without a doubt. not kind of the uh, not kind of the players who once played and no longer do. Uh, this is their you know their right. last shot, glory. Right. Like how if NHL players would have been allowed to play, how how would um, the team captain for Team USA right now? He would have never had an opportunity to be the team captain. No. For the team. No, it would probably have been the defense. McDonough from the Rangers probably would have been the captain, right? Or maybe you know, or somebody along that line, you know. And then, and then you get into the whole right. deal of. Uh, so, no, these are not the best players that are playing um, in the mm. Olympics, and there is True. there is that aspect where you know you want the best to be able to play at the best level, at, you know, on the highest stage. But at the same time. Like you say, it's, it's nice that the kids get to play, and um, ones right. that maybe will sure. that opportunity. And some of these guys, you know, are AHL AHL players, you know, that aren't on two way contracts. Yeah, you know, so they're playing for their NHL career as well as their country. Right. Exactly. I mean, if they, if they, they do, do well in the Olympics, I mean, if they get the game winning goal in any game, you know, then suddenly you know the yeah, if the, the St. Louis Blues are looking at that guy a little bit closer, not going, well, maybe he's a little more clutch than we think he is, and maybe we want to bring him up. Right. Yeah. 
exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to it, you know, because I remember when the when the amateurs played, you know, before 98. So it's nice to be going back to, you know, shall we say, uh, old-time Olympic hockey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you never know. These uh, might be the future stars, the, the, the you know? K- the KHL players are allowed to play too, um, and so are some of the um, um, European Hockey League players are playing. So, right, um, it's not conti- it's not completely amateur like it used to be. Um, you know, it's not the it's 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 not the nineteen eighty, eighty four, eighty eight Olympic teams. You know, where it was just all kids that were right eighteen to twenty two years old that were playing. Yeah, I I get it, but it's 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 close to it though, close enough. Closer, that's for sure. Closer. I mean, the last right. time it was '94, and of course the USA didn't do much, and it went to Sweden. Yeah, that's a little before my time, so I have to take your guys' word on it. Wow, I didn't know you were that young. <laughs> 1984. I was uh, yeah, you're young. Like four you're years young. old. Yeah. Well, I'm referring back yep, to. I was four. I was, wow, 1990, you were born. I was born in 1979. Oh, 1979. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the year the you year that the uh, Rangers went to the cup and lost. No. No. Yeah, they lost. No, Montreal won the cup the year I was born. Yeah, they lost to Montreal. Oh, okay. And I was not pleased. I bet not. I bet not. I'm, I'm, Breaking I'm the heart of a little nine-year-old boy from Jersey. Here I was born, but there were only 16 still in the league. <laughs> That's when true. I was born, there was, I think, only 12. I was right. born just after expansion started. Oh, okay. So after 1967. Right. After '67, right, and, and the Islanders were not even were not even a thought yet. Thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then 19, and then 1972 came along, and then the nightmare began. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, for me, anyway. <laughs> no doubt, no uh, doubt at all. No doubt is right. But '94, I mean, the, it came out to um to a shootout, and I think it was a Sweden versus Norway, and Norway was trying to go for a last shot to tie it up in the shootout, and um, I think it was Tommy Salo in goal, and uh, he bl- he blocked the shot. Right. Yeah. I, hmm. Actually, I heard that game on radio. And I recalled it like, wow, oh, wow, what a finish! Well, they weren't doing the game. They weren't doing the game live. I don't think. Um, you know, it was early, it was early in the morning too. It was a, um, a not about a seven o'clock game or whatever, seven thirty a.m. Um, our time. So I tried to catch as much of the game as I possibly could. So I had it set up on on radio because I don't think uh, well CBS had it at the time. And I don't think they were carrying the, the match live. Uh, 
So um, I caught on a AM radio station like when I, you know, when I and I saw like wow, this this was some finish. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I don't remember that at all. I do. Was that was that great of a game? <laughs> that is awesome. First ever shootout yeah, in, Olymp- you- in, a, in the Olympics too. Oh wow! I think I was gonna say you know when you when you see such a game like that, it really does stick with you for the rest of your life. It really yeah. does. It would have stuck with me better if the U.S. would have won. Yeah. Yeah. It all, it, you know. Are you watching any or of the World 2010, Juniors, Or take 2010, for instance. Huh? Are you watching any of the uh, World Juniors? Um, no, I haven't had a chance to catch up. I know the U.S. is doing is doing quite well. And uh, Saturday's uh, matchup against Canada uh, set a record. Yeah. 44,000 yeah. people. Yeah, almost 45,000. Um, yeah. Un- unfortunately, the U.S. hasn't done really well in the rest of the tournament. And so, they, I mean, they, no. but they did make it in, they did make it into the second seed. So, it, what they have to do in order to win the World Juniors this year is going to be phenomenal if they can pull it off because um, they got to play Russia. And then, after uh. they play that, then they got to play the winner of the Sweden Slovakia game, which would probably be Sweden. Because they're mm. the number one seed, and then if they, if they if they manage to win that in the finals, they'll get the winner of the Canada Czech Republic game. So Jimmy, if, you just said if, the magic if, word. If yes, there's an if. I mean, they're gonna they have a good team. They're, I mean, and this would be the this will be if they if they can manage to pull this off. This will be the first mm. time in history that the U.S. has won back-to-back juniors. Yeah, but remember what I've always said. Is good, good enough. Uh, most of the time, no. Well, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to ride Casey Metalstad through this tournament and see how well he can do. Cause he's, <laughs> I see. He, he's, he's, he's a man amongst boys. Yes. And just for the record, we are 30... Six days away from the start of the first uh, from the from the Olympics. Oh wow! I didn't realize it was that close. Yes, February eighth. Wow. Well, the opening ceremony is until the night after, but they're going but they're going to do some events first to start off with to get off with a bang. Right. Wow. Four days after the Super Bowl. Whoa. Crazy. Very crazy. Some people think I'm crazy. Well, Lou, you think I'm crazy. we're gonna let you go. Okay, I got I got to do mm-hmm. a nighttime, uh, you know, report. So it's good timing. Yeah, yeah, I figured it because I knew you said you didn't have very much time, and I know it's close to ten. So right. I figured you had a. Uh... All right. Well, it was great talking to you. We're so glad that you found us, and um, we hope to talk to you next week. Okay, I gotta check the steel. I don't know what time I'm gonna be doing the show next week because it changes, you know, uh, night to night. You know, when you look at the schedule and stuff. So, but if I have time, I'll give a call. That sounds sounds great. like a plan. We look forward to it. At least you, because now I know you're, you're at least on the Block Talk site. Because when you were not on, I mean, when you were on all the time, you were not listed on the Block Talk site. 
we were. We were. Um, it was Blog Talk Radio backslash Radio AS. No, I'm, I, I look at the schedule them. like. Oh. I look at the schedule like, hmm, their show's not on there. I mean, I found it, but it wasn't up there. Now I see it on there. Oh. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's really good to know. Yeah, um, so now I, I don't have any that. problems. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. All right, you two. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And, um, you know, if time allows me, I'll call next week. Sounds like a plan. We look forward to it. Have a great day. All right. Have a great Thanks. night. <laughs> I tell you. Thanks, Kimmy. Bye, Jim. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye, Lou. Bye, Lou. So, um, back to the I can't talk tonight. <laughs> back what? to what? I'm sorry. Back to the junior. Back to what? Okay. The juniors hockey tournament? Yeah, the world juniors. Um, so this year, um, the eight teams that made it in, the two teams that didn't make it in are Denmark and, um, and Belarus. Belarus. Yes. And the team that's coming in, I, I don't even know where this country is. It's a Russian, I'm sure. It's um, uh, Kazakhstan. Can't um, say I've ever heard of that. Yeah, apparently they haven't been on the top level for since 2009. But um, oh, they wow. were listing um, they were listing some of the people that are playing on these on these and how many NHL prospects are are playing you know, from Finland and from Sweden and from Russia and the States and from Canada. And there in how many of them are supposed to be um, top draft picks in the, in the 2018 draft, like Dolan, um, Svechnikov, I can, I couldn't say his dad's name either. And Hughes. Um, Yeah. They, that are, they're all supposed to go, they're all supposed to be first round draft picks. So, you know, for those of you that get a chance and you can watch the juniors, um, some of you know some of it's broadcast over the over the internet. And some of it's you know um, NHL. I think um, doesn't NHL. dot com pick up some of those too, Kimmy or the um, NHL the network, network shows every single world world juniors game. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and and see now this and this year they're in Buffalo, so um, the live games are live games. You know, I mean they're primetime games, so and then that's fun. You know, I, I had to watch right. back the Canada US game that was outside. But I mean that was that was outstanding. I mean that the that quality of play in that game was unbelievable. Yep, and the kids never really cold in that whole game. You know, that for me was uh it was such a fun game to watch and of course I'm all excited about it. And Jimmy's like, Oh, I'm watching the uh, World Juniors tell me who wins and I'm like oops <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I didn't tell you the US one <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah um, it, it's such an amazing tournament it really is um, it's I really enjoyed it last year I can tell you that and my older brother, he's a hockey fan, too. He's a cat fan. And um, he had sat down on the couch to tell me something. He ended up getting into the game last year, and he was like, when's the next one? And I'm like, um, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> so. Right. Well, well, it, and it, it, it's so much fun to watch because you look at, you know, the players that have played in that, that are playing now in the NHL, you know, even, I mean, just recently. 
you know, your your um Austin like Austin Matthews. Um why am I drawing a blank on the kid from Edmonton? Oh, Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they all played in this tournament, you know, and they played it just a couple of years ago. So, you know, you're go you're going to see players that are playing in this tournament that you're going to see, you know, if not on your NHL team, um, going against your NHL team. So, uh, like I said, if you, if you, you know, if you're if you're a hockey purist like like Kimmy and I, it's fun to watch because you know you go, okay, this guy's really good. I can't wait to see him play on a regular basis. Or did we draft him? Or where is he playing? <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. Um, and, you know, this week, me, we actually had a question about the World Juniors this week. And um, David wants to know, does the talent for the USA team in the World Juniors just come from college teams? Um, I mean, it mostly does. Um, some of some of these kids are actually high school kids. Um, and then there are some from juniors. But, I mean, that's pretty much you can't have a, um, a pro contract at all in order to play. So, um well, a lot of these if that's aren't. the case, how's middle? Oh, because he's a draft. Okay, never mind. He answered my he's, own. He's question. been. Yep, he's been. He's been drafted. He's been drafted. He signed the contract. Yet. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. Okay, I answered my own question there. That was great. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, I think they all have to be under. Um, was it twenty? Twenty-two. Twenty. I think or it's twenty. Twenty and under, they it's they have a eighteen eighteen U sixteen U fourteen U and twenty U I think. That's right. Um, yeah. The different age groups, and then if you know if you're right. if you're not playing pro hockey by the time you're twenty one, then well, good luck here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't remember off the top of my head here, and I couldn't find my notes real quick to see. Um. But yeah, I mean, the majority of the talent for the U.S. team does come from college hockey teams. So that's why, you know, we we always stress watch college hockey because you're going to see these kids, and then in a couple of years, you're going to see these kids playing on the NHL level going, where did they from? <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, well, and, and, and juniors, too. I mean, they, you, know, um, you know, juniors in Canada, um, they, you know, they, that's there's a lot of good players that come to the NHL from there too, you know, or they'll, oh, yeah. they'll, start in, they'll start in juniors and then they'll go to the college level to get more exposure. Um, and then, you know, they, but a lot of the juniors kids that, you know, that come from Canada that play there um, after they're, you know, after they play there for a year or two and they get picked up by a college team, you know, they usually play like one or two years in the, at the college team and then they're up to the pros. So um, it's just kind of a, but that's that's basically where they they all feed from, for the most part. You know, like I said, right. a lot, some come straight out of high school, um, some are playing um, college, and then some, you know, some are from juniors, and then very few people are, you know, just ones off the street. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that was a really good question, I thought, and it's very appropriate since we were talking about it. So I wanted to. Um, I know we're flipping around a little bit, but you should go for it. 
already had asked anonymously, what is the point of the tournament we're talking about in college hockey? Do they count towards the overriding? Did I lose you, Jimmy? I don't know if I lost me or not. Well, while I wait for uh, Jimmy to reconnect here, um, as most of you know, we are here on a new network, um, KJC Radio, and I wanted to take this time to promote the other show that came or that is also on KJC Radio, and that is um, Fifth Down College Football Talk, and um, that is... um, that's on tomorrow night, on Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night. What what time is this show on? Um, Chris's show is on at 8 p.m. Okay. I'm sorry. Apparently, I was cutting in and out. My fault. Um, thanks for letting me know. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of have a little, little different tonight because computer's in the shop, so I don't have that. And I'm using my husband's tablet, so I apologize if I cut out. Um, but yeah, Chris, Chris's show is Sit Down College Football Talk, and that's on tomorrow night on the same network, Wacom backslash KJC Radio, and that will be at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, it, every time a show is created, it does post to my personal Facebook page, and I make it public so that everybody can see it and share it. Um, so now that I have you back here, Jimmy. Did you hear the question? No, I didn't. Well, I, I, I okay, did, but I, I, a little outfit. <laughs> no, anyway, what was what was the question? The question came from somebody that wants to remain anonymous, and they asked, what is the point of the tournaments you were talking about in college hockey, and do they count towards the overall standing? Well, every game counts. Just like um, okay. when the um, when the basketball teams, you know, start out like in the Maui tournament or the, you know, whatever classics they have that they start the, the season with, you know, those games count toward the regular season end of the year standings. Um, the difference is like when you had um, the, the tournament, for instance, in Michigan, um, that one, Michigan and Michigan State played. Um they're in the same conference, but the but the game that they played does not count as a conference game. I don't know if that okay that makes the question sense. For. Okay, but I mean you know you, you know you you look at last year at the start of the season when Air Force went out and did so well at the um, the you know the, the whatever the tip off classic or whatever they call it down there or out there um, when they played and they they did so well against um, Denver. You know that really kind of you know boosted them up in the in the actual rankings because you know it it does show on your strength of schedule you know that you beat a team that you know is as good as Denver you know was last year so um, that I mean that really helped you know an Air Force team that you know doesn't really have that good of a schedule typically because of the conference that they play in um, so right. these kind of these kind of tournaments are really helpful for. Um, 
the lower tier teams to be able to play against some of the upper tier teams and, you know, improve, improve their strength of schedule. Right. Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good way. Like, you know, like we said, there were um, a couple of different tournaments this week and um, the, uh, like Jimmy said, they all do count towards the standings, um, just in a, a different way. But that was a great question. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I would say that, yeah, these tournaments are kind of important here um, because, you know, they do, they help players continue to develop and, um, you know, they, they still get to play. And when you play, it's always a good thing because you've been shaped that way. Well, and you only get so many games so, you get to play. So, so over the over the holiday season, when you're, you know, when you you know your university is not necessarily in session, that's when a lot of times they'll they'll try to book these tournaments, especially playing in places that, um, you know, like 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 I said in, in Pittsburgh, you know, they they played one there. The the Michigan one is played in Detroit. Um, you're trying to draw from larger markets that aren't necessarily your fan base. Um, you're just trying to get people to go to a hockey game. And, you know, they they have pretty decent success at these. Um, not as much as they'd like, I don't think, if, you know, especially if they can't get teams that they want. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. So, um, did you get a chance to look at the schedule for this week, Jimmy? Oh, for I did. I did, and then I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. I, uh, I I know that we do have a um, we have a couple of games that are coming up this weekend. Actually, a lot more than there have. It's always a good thing. Um. So let's see here. We have um, Mercy plays Air Force on Friday. Um, let's see. Notre Dame plays Michigan. So that should be a good matchup, especially since Notre Dame is doing so well this year. Um, it'll yeah, be interesting Notre, to see. Yeah, exactly. Notre, Notre Dame is, you know, one of the better teams in the country right now. And they're actually really kind of fun to watch. So. Right. And they're ranked number two. So it's not like if Michigan wins, I could get my up, I, my upset, and I do get um, on my alternative channels. I do get Notre Dame hockey, so I can't wait to watch that. Um, right. Well, yeah, because they're on they're uh, on Big Ten Network. Right. Exactly. But I, I call it my Notre Dame Network because that's usually what I get. I either get Notre Dame or get Penn State. So. Um, but Penn State plays this weekend, play Wisconsin. So that's 14 versus 15. That should be a good one. That's actually in Gala Ice Arena in um, State College, PA. Right. Well, and that's and, one of those, too. Remember, we were talking earlier about teams that are on that, you know, on that cusp or on that, that bubble, bubble right now. And those are definitely two teams that are right there. So, you know, this, this weekend series is, is kind of huge for both of those teams. You know, if, if one team can sweep, you know they're gonna they're gonna separate from the other, and uh, you know have more of a chance of being able to get in. Right. Yeah. 
so this is where it really starts to get fun. Um, you know, watching these tournaments like that. <laughs> um, so that's a big game, I think, in my opinion, coming up. Um, Nebraska Omaha, who's 18, goes into um, North Dakota and plays them. Um, I think Minnesota State yeah, plays yeah. Alaska Anchorage. Yeah, they're playing at the Ralph there, too. So, I mean, that's always – that's a good game. That's like an I-29 series right there where they just – because, um, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with the geography, they, you know, they jump on the interstate and they can just drive straight up um, from Nebraska, you know, from Omaha all the way up to, you know, north, you know, up there in uh, uh, Grand Forks. So um, that will be a good game. There will be a lot of people, I would think, from Omaha that are going to be there. And I think that's going to be a spirited game. And, you know, that's NCHC. I mean, that's, that's good hockey. So that will be, that'll right. be a good one. I, I, I wish that one was on TV that I could watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm sitting here looking through the schedule. Um, it looks like Minnesota State plays Alaska Anchorage, so we'll probably get that as the late game because they're, um, they're at Sullivan Arena in Anchorage. So that should be fun. Um, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that I get that as my late game this this week. Um, that's also on Friday. Uh, Denver plays Miami, but I don't really foresee Denver losing. So, um, but if well, they do, I'm see, talking um, about it next week. <laughs> I didn't see Denver losing last week either. So That's true. I don't think anybody saw Denver losing last week. So. Um, but that's that's pretty much the bigger matchups on the uh the men's side for this week. It looks like only uh Penn well, State and no, there's, there's there's another one Did that's gonna one? be kinda of nice. Kind of yeah, it's it's um it, it it should be a lot of fun. Um uh Saint Cloud State versus uh University of Minnesota. Oh yeah, I did skip over that one. It's my fault. Yeah, that'll be that will be fun. There, um, play at Saint Cloud State on Saturday, and then they play um, at Minnesota on um, on Monday or Sunday. So that will that will be fun. You know, number one against number ten, and uh, those two teams don't like each other at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they don't. That's good rivalry. And, you know, well, it, it goes back to not a, not only do they not like them because of the jersey, you know, the sweater they're wearing right now, but they a lot of them, you know, don't don't like the other players because of the sweater they wore in high school a couple of years ago. You know, a lot of these a lot of these kids have been playing against each other for you know ten years, so um, that's what makes this kind of a rivalry just that much more fun. And Minnesota's always kind of been that big brother. But lately, the little brothers have been kind of kicking their butt. So this it it will be fun. It will be fun, and it will be it'll be. I mean, both arenas will be. You know, Herb Brooks will be, will be packed on Saturday, and um, Mariucci will be packed on Sunday. And you know, if it's not just you know the hometown fans, the visiting fans will be there too. So that'll be fun. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I well, totally didn't mean to skip a, over that one. A, no, it's a six o'clock start too on Sunday, so most likely there'll be some you know, adult beverages that are being consumed before the game. Um, so that will be an interesting Sunday game. And uh, you know, right, 
that's pretty much the only game in town because the um, Vikings are not playing because they get the first round by. So that will be – What you're excited right about. <laughs> of course. But, I mean, that series will be huge. So, um, I mean, it, I mean, it always is. But, you know, it's non-conference now. It used to be – you know, they used to be in the same conference. But that will be um, – that will be fun to watch. <laughs> right. No doubt. And, um, yeah, I was just sitting here reeking over the women's side. There's not really any – there's no ranked teams that really play each other on the women's side this week. Um and it's pretty slim picking still. Um, I think the uh, the only one, well, Minnesota State plays St. Cloud State on the women's side. So that should be fun for them. That's an interstate rival. Um, Boston College plays New Hampshire, Providence, Vermont. I mean, there's really nothing, nothing that really. Um, jumps out at me. But I did want to ask you, because I don't know about this, do you know what that exhibition game between the Minnesota Whitecaps and the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs is? The uh, Minnesota Whitecaps is um, there's a like a semi-pro Midwestern hockey league that's around here where the girls can play. Um, they, they do get paid a little bit. I think they get paid more than like the the pro leagues do. Um, and that's what the Minnesota Whitecaps are. They're one of several different teams that are like that. And it's basically for girls that want to continue to play, um, but get to hold down full time college. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So, so well, that's, that's that really is. cool. And they, and they play really, again. Really cool. Yeah, they play again. And if you look at the, um, the um, U.S. Olympic team. There's like four or five girls, I think, from the um, from the Whitecaps that are that are on that team, um, and they're not all from Minnesota. They just, you know, a lot of them, um, a lot of them went to school in Minnesota, or a lot of them have ties, or a lot of them just want to continue to play hockey. And you know, Minneapolis is a pretty good place to get a job. So, um, but that's where uh, that's where that comes from, and they play um, they play in a I mean, they'll play just about every um, uh, Division One college hockey team in the area. Um, you know, at least once or twice every year. Just and it, what it does too is it makes the the college team better by playing against you know higher level talent. And you know when when you get when you get to pull from all of the players that have graduated and are older, um, you get you know you. you you get to have a better team than you, the 18, 19 year old girls that are coming out of high school. So, um, right. it's a good experience for them. And, you know, a lot of times, and in fact, most of the times the, the college team doesn't win, but they, they do it for the experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cause that can only make you better. Well, and that's, and that's the goal of it. And that's, you know, that's why, you know, everybody, a lot of teams want to, um, schedule for that. Right. Which makes sense. Um, you know, I, I was just curious because I'd never heard of the White Cap, So I was like, oh, I'm going to ask Jimmy about them. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
So that should be very interesting. I was just looking here through the schedule, and it looks like Lindenwood is playing the South Korean Olympic exhibition on Tuesday, January 9th, the next Tuesday. So that should be, I mean, that should be good practice for uh, the South Korean Olympic team as well as Lindenwood. Well, the South Korean Olympic team has been playing a lot of a lot of games um, here in the states against um, college teams, just trying to get better. You know, I mean, they they actually they played against the Canadian Olympic team and they played against the U.S. Olympic team, um, but they came over here because you know they've never really had um, a hockey team very much <laughs> there over in South Korea. So, but because they're hosting the um, the games, they, you know, they, they get to compete. So they want to compete at a high level. So um, why not come over here and play against some of the better, you know, better college teams and, and get better. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I think we're going to switch gears here a little bit um, and revolt back to the uh, NHL because um, we had some questions from our listeners um, our first question comes from Larry, and he wants to know how good is Tampa Bay, and can they continue to get better? Tampa Bay is scary. It's a very scary team, and um, yeah, the sad thing is they can't get better. <laughs> I mean, not just that for um, both fans, but for everybody else, they can definitely get better. Um, they're getting some great goaltending right now from Vasilevsky. They are clicking on all four lines. Um, they're a really, really good team. And one that Jimmy and I well, had said that, if... Well, that's what we, you and I both said at the beginning of the year, is if, if Tampa Bay can stay healthy, that's the best team in the league. And it is. Truly, you know, they, yep. They they beat Toronto tonight two to nothing. Who shuts out Toronto? It's nobody like well, <laughs> right? Vegas. No, Vegas didn't shut them out. Um but Vegas was dominating them for most of that game. Um but yeah, I mean But you but you know what I mean? It's like you, you think of Tampa Bay right. and you think of you think of how much they score, you know. You think of you know, Stan Coast and you know, and, and all the goals that they could score and all the firepower. And then they win a two nothing game tonight, you know. So it's like, okay, well, right. we just we basically just needed one or two tonight to beat you because you're not going to score, and, and that's right. how good Tampa Bay is. And they're continuing to figure it out, and they're continuing to get better, which is scary for the rest of the league. Yep, it's really scary. And especially if you're in the Atlantic Division, um, or even if you're in the Eastern Conference, I mean, you've got to think if Tampa Bay continues to do as well as they are for the second half of the season, um, the road to the Stanley Cup is going to go through Tampa Bay. So, and I would, you know, I wouldn't want Tampa Bay to have home field or home ice advantage. That's for sure. Because <laughs> well, even, right, and well, and, and you're looking at. The t- you look at the teams like the Islanders and the Penguins and, you know, um, Carolina and, you know, all those teams that are right now on the cusp of getting that, you know, last wild card berth. Well, 
good luck to you if you get that because you're going to Tampa. <laughs> you're going to Tampa Bay and you're right. going to have to play them in the first round. And, you know, it, you know, by the time you get back home, you know, you're going to probably be down two to nothing, you know, and then it's it's going to be close to over anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I, that team is scary. Yeah, very scary. And like I said, they can get better, and that's the even scarier thing. Um, you know, like, they could just start blowing people out. And now they did take a little bit of a loss um, with – Budai, their backup goaltender, goal he went down, and it was just a terrible-looking incident. He went to play the puck, and I don't know if it was – it's a lower body injury, which we all know is how hockey classifies everything. Um, right. But it, it, really, it really looked like um, a knee or an ankle or something. It just was a terrible, terrible – fluke accident that he went down um and he was a big part of their success because they were able to pull back to back because they had two really good goaltenders and now they're going to have to you know for a little while i think focus more on Vasilevsky being um more smart than they probably planned him to get but he's really good goaltender I mean, this kid, I remember watching him in the 2015 um, Stanley Cup playoffs, and I was like, where did they get this kid? Holy moly. Um, he, he could stand on his head, and he was like 20 or 21 and didn't speak any English at that time. So it was, he's a treat to watch. If you don't, if you haven't gotten to watch some lightning games, definitely take a couple of those in, even if you aren't a fan of the lightning. Um, he's just well, a tremendous and, and, goaltender. And, or, and like we're talking about though, they're known for their scoring. And then you've got that, you know, you've got a, you know, shut down goaltender behind them. And it's like, wow, you know, how do you beat these guys? And the yeah, answer is for the most combination. You squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice something to the hockey gods and be like, give us a win. That's how you're going to beat that. Right. I, I joke about well, that. Like, but as long right. as we're talking about the Atlantic, um, how, how about the run that Boston's been on with Tukarask? How well, how well has he been playing? Oh, they won in the night 5 to 1. They beat the Islanders. I, mean, I they, saw that. He, um, well, yeah. So now he's like, he's like 10 0 1 in his last um, 11 starts. I'll take that. Right. <laughs> in good. a heartbeat. Yeah, they were just talking about how Boston. Were they talking about on NHL Mark? They were talking about how Boston is becoming the team that could be that team to sneak into the playoffs and run it, just because they're getting hot at the right time. Well, I don't even know if they're sneaking in. I don't think they're sneaking by anybody. But uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> pretty firm where they're, you know, they're, you know, that's a team that could challenge Tampa Bay. And then you've got Toronto in that division too. It's like, you know, we always talk about how loaded the Metropolitan is, but, you know, I those three teams, Tampa Bay, Boston, and Toronto, those are probably three of the best, that, that might be the three best teams in the East right now. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, I, I, like, I like your thought on this, Jimmy, because I've been 
I've been watching a lot of games because I've been off work and um, even with the break, I mean, I, I've managed to catch replays of games that I may have missed, but um, you're right. Cause like I look at the Metro division, Washington right now is hit or miss. They almost blew a three, one lead tonight to lose the game, but they won. Um, Columbus is hit or miss. Columbus can have nights when they're really, really good. And then they have streaks where they're just really terrible. Um, and they can't buy a goal or a power play goal or nothing quick. But then, you know, you look at that Atlantic division, you got Boston, or you got Toronto with all these young kids and Patrick Marlowe coming in as a veteran presence has really, really helped the Leafs in my opinion. Um, they've become such a great young club that it's just, they're fun to watch. And I mean, Frederick Anderson, Toronto is not scoring. Their goaltender will keep them in games. It's like he basically says, okay, everybody on my back. And he will keep them in games long enough for them to get hot and start scoring goals. And, um, you know, this is a very dangerous combination there. Tampa Bay just talked about. I mean, they're, you know, and you're looking at, like, even, um, oh, I forget the fourth team, Boston, I'm Boston, Toronto, and the Bolts. Right. That's the three that I can think of. So that's about it for that. Yeah. But, you know, Montreal, you, you can't count Montreal yet out yet, but you can start getting close. Right, yeah, because Montreal don't have Carey Price, and, I mean, you can count out Carey Price. But, well, um, he, he can get hot and get on a roll. Now, now one of the, you, you and I have talked about this long enough. That you, you know, one of my stats that I like is the goal differential, and that kind of tells me, you know, how well is the team playing on a consistent basis? Are they are they scoring more goals on a regular basis than the team they're they're playing against, or the games that they lose are they in them? Right. Well, you look at the Atlantic, and you've got Tampa Bay, which is a plus fifty one which is unbelievable. And you got Boston, which is a plus 20. And then you got Toronto, which is a plus 17. And then you look at the Metropolitan and the best team on that plus minus measure is the Rangers at plus 13. And they're not even in the, you know, they're in a wild card spot. So right. you know, the, the teams that are winning in the Metropolitan division are not winning very well when they do win, you know, Washington's plus right. 10, Jersey's plus eight. Columbus is the third team, and they're a minus, you know. Then you look at teams right. that are on the cusp, like, you know, Pittsburgh's a minus 17. Um, Carolina's a minus eight. You know, they're, they're, when they lose, they lose badly. And typically right. that doesn't, you know, that doesn't portray well to when you're trying to go, you know, to make any kind of a run or a postseason run if, you know, you're getting, like, slaughtered. <laughs> and right. then when you're winning, you're barely winning. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and it, I don't know. It's so fun to watch from year to year because it's never the same. Um, like, who would have ever thought Ottawa was going to be as terrible as they are this year? Um, and that, that's not a knock on Ottawa, but they were one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup final last year, and here they're at, you know, almost the bottom of their division. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Buffalo, 
but there there's only like four points that separate Buffalo and Ottawa right now, so that could change very easily. Um, but you know, it's always it's always that one team that you never expect just starting to run the table, and you're like watching them going, "Where did you come from?" And you know, you were talking about Boston with Tukarask. They got that. Um, backup goaltender, and I, I can't, Condry is his first name, I believe, but he is also doing very, very well. So when Rask needs a break, guess what? They have somebody that's just as serviceable coming in and setting up the goal, you know, and being a very good navigator. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I am well, is. thoroughly enjoying watching this. And you look at, okay, you were talking about Ottawa and how badly they're playing. I mean, uh, look, I just pulled up the stats. They're, they're three, six, and one in the last 10 games. Right. That's not going to get you back into the conference finals. Pittsburgh is nope. three, seven, and oh in their last 10 games. That's not going to get you back into the conference finals. <laughs> so, nope. um, it's, we're it's realistic about because, that, too. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you look at the other teams. You know, Toronto's trending down. Columbus is trending way down. But you look at, you know, Tampa Bay and Boston and, you know, now Washington and and Jersey. I mean, they're, you know, and even in a small aspect, the Rangers, I mean, they're they're getting a lot of ties. But if you're looking at the Eastern Conference, I mean, those are the teams you're looking at, you know. And the teams that you thought you'd be looking at going into the season – you're not looking at, you know, you're not looking at Montreal. You're not looking at Ottawa. You're not looking at Pittsburgh. It's, you're, right. I mean, it's weird. You're looking at Jersey, you know, and you're looking at, you know, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Well, we had Tampa Bay figured out. I mean, as long as they stay healthy, with right. fine. But, but that's, that's a big if. Right. Now, let's, let's look at who would ever thought Chicago would be second to last in the central division. I mean, I know they've lost Corey Crawford again. He's back on IR, and that's not good because they have Anton Forsberg and um, somebody else. I forget the kid's name. But, you know, so they lose their starting goaltender. They're still plus six in the differential. But in that central division, you got Winnipeg up at the top with 52 points. And, Nashville has 51, and St. Louis 50, which we kind of all St. Louis is one of those teams that we expect to be up Dallas is 47, and I mean, even your Wilds hanging in there at 43 points. Um, and then if you look at the Pacific Division, you got Vegas running away with the Pacific. Well, not really running away. Vegas. If, if you had Vegas and you bet on it in Vegas, that, that's rigged. I think the whole thing's rigged. That it gets what it is. <laughs> This is all a bet. <laughs> Vegas just got lucky they were the only expansion team. They got the best of everybody. So um, the best of available from every team. But, you know, surprisingly enough, well, they're and, in and, the lead in the Pacific division. The thing with, with, with And they're Vegas, on a seven-game win streak. <laughs> I know. And you and I have talked about this before, too, though. I mean, when they drafted their team from players from different teams, they went after players. And they informed the general managers of every team, this is the guy we're going after. If you don't want us to take him, don't make us a deal. Give us a draft pick, give us another player, you know. And they did that with every team. And the teams that didn't, you know, didn't 
um, give in to them, you know, lost the player they were going for. You know, your perfect case in, in, in point is, you know, picking up Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, how how can you not be a better team when you have, you know, a, most likely a, a future Hall of Fame goaltender in net in your first year? You know, it it's not just in – I've told you this over and over again, and I'm not a Penguins fan, so I can say this, but he – um He's a better player off the ice than he is on the ice. I mean, he's a phenomenal goaltender. You know, don't get me wrong, but um, he's at the point in his career where he just makes everybody better by telling them how to play better and picking them up and, you know, just the simple thing. I mean, you can't play a fourth-string goaltender if you don't have Marc-Andre Fleury in your locker room telling the kid how to play. Right. And I was getting ready to say, case in point, let's look at Malcolm Subin. He played Boston, and he was atrocious with Boston. Boston was like, hey, go, you know, you're terrible. He goes to Vegas, and all of a sudden he's the shutdown goaltender. <laughs> um, you know, mm-hmm. that just doesn't happen in real life. And on the other side of it, I'll use Pittsburgh as an example because that's where Fleury spent most of his career. Matt Murray was goaltender last year. This year, not so much. And you can see the difference, you know, now he doesn't have that mentor in front of him to teach him things. Um, whereas Steven has Flurry now and Flurry, when he retires, if he does not become a goalie coach, I don't know what's going to happen because he can bring these young kids along and make them good. It's just, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Happened on two different clubs now with two different players, and that's something that I won't ever discount with how important he was to Pittsburgh as not only a locker room person but also a goaltender. Um, well, and, and the other the other thing with Vegas though too is that you know with being the salary cap era, you know it, this is the first real expansion during the salary cap era. Um, teams were you know letting people go. Um, that had higher contracts because they couldn't afford to pay them. You know, uh, Hall is a perfect case in point for the Wild. And you look at, you know, um, what's it? Um, what's it? Schultz, I think it is for the the, the kid from um, um, Washington. You know, they would never oh, let him go if it, Schmidt. Okay, they, they would never would have let him go if it wasn't a if it wasn't a salary cap issue. You know, so they were able to pick up a lot of these. You know, mid level players um, because the other teams, you know, just were up against the cap and they couldn't afford to keep them, you know? So, you know, they just got a lot of, a lot of three to $4 million players on their payroll, you know, which is rare for expansion teams to be able to have that much talent on their team. And, you know, and and even like you and I have also talked about, you know, they got a little chip on their shoulder, you know, that, you know, that, uh, And, you know, in Vegas does extremely well because um, at home, because the teams coming in don't have a chip on the shoulder, they're having a chip on the blackjack table and they're out too late, so. Right. Yep, exactly. Um, And, you know, while we're talking about this, um, we wanted to know, in our opinions, which conference is the strongest and why do you go with your answer? Well, I don't know if either one is stronger right now. (laughs) <laughs> I would say the tightest is the Metro. Um, probably the 
best conference right now would probably be your division because um, that's pretty tight too. I would say Boy, your central yeah. divisions probably right now be like the, the Metro last year was the best conference. I would say the central this year again. Um, it's something that they are known to do. Um, Colorado's at 41 points, so they're still not really out of it either. Um, well, not just and only, if, you go only, if you go on conference, it's going to be the Eastern Conference because the Western Conference has Arizona and Vancouver in it. So. Right. <laughs> well, Edmonton <laughs> and Vancouver aren't out of it yet. I mean, they're still within striking distance, but they're just not playing very well, um, especially Vancouver right. lately. But you know, if you're looking at the top of the league, you know, obviously you got to you got to look at you know it's it's Tampa Bay, you know it's you know Jersey, it's Washington, it's Boston, you know you look at then yeah, you also you, Toronto, yeah, right, and then but then you, you turn around and you look at the West Side and it's like okay, well who are these teams? We got Vegas and Winnipeg right. leading the divisions over there. Uh, how does that work? Right, you know, who, who I know, that? right. You know, right. and then St. Louis now, is just doing St. Louis is just doing amazing, but now they can't win, now they can't win a game. So, right, yeah, and I, you know, I'm looking at the Central Division here, and uh, it looks like your Wilds the only one that has a negative in the Central. You guys are negative three. Everybody else is on the positive side. Yeah, but, well, I think that's looking at the differential. <laughs> We're up four to right. one. So. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, we were we're talking about the Central Conference. Let's throw ahead. Go ahead and throw in Donald's question that he sent in last week. Um, He said that the Jets took a double whammy now that Mark Shifley is out long term. Does this really hurt the Jets as bad as the media is portraying? And can he be replaced? Well, first of all, you can't replace Shifley. Um, He's really good. Um, but, you know, could you find somebody serviceable? I'm sure you could. Uh, maybe not the the line combination-wise, but there's somebody that's going to be able to step in and, you know, do a good job. Um, I, I just – actually, they just happened to flash up the uh, Winnipeg Avalanche game score, and the Avalanche are actually up to thing on Winnipeg. I think whenever you do a star caliber player like Mark Shifley, I think it is going to hurt you at some point. And it may not be, like, terribleating, but you're missing a really good player, possibly one of your best players besides Patrick Laine on that team. Um, so, yeah, it's going to hurt to a point. I don't think it'll knock him out of first place. That's my assessment, at least. Well, I don't know. They might knock him out of first place because, I mean, that's it's pretty tight up there. Um, you know, St. Louis is only two points behind him. So, you know, St. Louis win tonight. That's true. Uh, you know, Jets lost and something to right there. And, and Nashville's got two games at hand. You know, but although, you know, Nashville's playing the, the night tonight, so we'll see how that works out. But um, Right. Losing Shifley is not the end of the world. He's not... He's not the glue on that team. Um, he's he's an outstanding player. Um, you know, obviously, Line is the superstar. Um, 
but you, you've got so many. You've got that team has you know four or five really good veteran forwards and defensemen, and so they they can overcome that more. Um, I've watched the Winnipeg Jets build this, and they're doing it the right way. They have a good combination of really young kids that are extremely talented, and they have um, veteran leadership that's been with the club, not ones that they brought in, but ones that they've kept. And um, I I don't see it being as big of a hit as, say, um, I mean, it'd be comparable to, say, um, losing Taves for Chicago or losing Malkin for um, Pittsburgh or, you know, name your, name your second best player on your team, you know, but they're, they're more set up um, because of their salary cap structure. They have better players on this. They have good average players on their team. If that makes any sense. It does. It makes complete sense. It means that they actually have a team, not individual players. Right. I mean, granted, you know, I mean, um, Shifley and, and Line A are, are the, you know, the two superstars, kids coming up or whatever, but, you know, they didn't, those kids aren't making $42 million a year. Like, you know, some of the other teams have, you know, their players making, they're, they're not at that point yet. So they're able to continue to, you know, keep their point, keep their veterans around, you know, which you, you can see, you know, Chicago definitely has had that problem. Um, Kings had that problem, although they're coming back now and, you know, Tampa Bay just couldn't stay healthy. Otherwise, they would have had that problem, too. Right, exactly. Exactly. But I thought that was just a great question from Donald. Um, we don't really get to talk about Winnipeg that much. Um, you know, there, there's 30, 31 teams now, and um, it, it's hard for us to cover every single team. So when we get a question about a particular club, makes it easier to focus on them. Um, don't hesitate well, asking a lot of, about your favorite club. There's a lot of East Coast bias. You know, Winnipeg's just up the street for me. So um, they're one of the closest cities, actually, teams. So we we tend to follow them a little bit more than, you know, than we probably do the Florida Panthers that we're playing tonight. But um, so it, it, it depends on, and like you say, you know, there's 31 teams. It's, it's hard to know every team. And if the team right. hasn't been relevant, if the team hasn't been relevant, you know, we're, you really have to dig to try to find it. And um, that was a great question. Right. And Winnipeg is, Winnipeg looks legitimate this year, you know, and, and his question about, you know, her question, I remember if it was a he, but him or he, or her or him, uh, <laughs> um, is legitimate. Hey, Donald. You know, how, <laughs> how, how are they going to, you know, survive with, without him? And I, and, you know, make a short story long, um, I think they're going to do just fine. Right. I yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, it may hurt them for a little while, but, you know, as I hate injuries. Injuries are not something that I like to slow out or be excited about or anything like that. Um, but at the same point, you know, at least if you're going to have an injury to a star player, at least it's not in April. Or May, like for National last year, without losing Ryan Johansson, there in the uh, right before the Stanley Cup final. I mean, that hurt them really bad. Yeah, they still almost won. So, they still almost won the cup without him. You know, 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I feel really terrible that he was unable to play in it because it would have been, I think, a lot of fun to see if the table would have been turned, if that makes sense. Right. Um, well, and but, I, I think know, I told that's... you after the series, I said, you know, what if Crosby would have, what if you ever lost Crosby? You know, how would your team, you know, how would your, how would the Penguins have done? And, you know, I, right. I, I don't think they would have fared as well. No, definitely not. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, um, they would have. But no, it would have been probably the same thing. And unfortunately, that's the nature. Um, that's the nature of the sport of hockey is the fact that injuries do happen, and for the most part, players will play through them unless it's something that they can't play through. So, um, so I don't know if Donald. I don't know if Donald's listing right now, and he has the ability to call in. But um, Shifley was the assistant captain for um, Winnipeg. And do you think that um, with him being out, do you think they'll give that um, that letter A to Line A, or will it be Ehlers, or who does you know? I I guess I'd be curious to see who he thinks he would, you know, is going to get that, you know, because obviously Blake Wheeler is the captain and he runs that show. But um, yeah, are the, you know do do they have enough confidence in? Line A or Ehlers to to take that spot it would be you know my question back to him right yeah and um, hopefully if Donald is not listening live he picks up our podcast and um, answer or asks answers that question for us if he can't call in tonight uh, but if you want to call in um, that number is it's five one six four one eight that gave me a great reason to plug our number again. <laughs> yeah, and can you do that again? Because you're breaking up a little bit there again. Or at least I'm breaking up on I'm my sorry. end. sorry. Okay, it's uh, 516-418-5573. Perfect. Yeah. So, Donald, if you're listening, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. Um, if you can't call in, if you don't have that ability, you can hit me up on instead of my screen, but I'm always on that Facebook page or on the show, too. Um, so you can always just shoot us a message there. Um, but, yeah, that was a great question um, from Donald. Now, um, the last question tonight comes from Josh. Ottawa has come out and said they are opposed to trading any player with the exception of Mark Stone and Eric Carlson. Is this the, the rebuilding phase for Ottawa? Or are they trying to majorly unload salaries? My personal <clears throat> opinion on this is I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a combination of trying to unload some salary caps and trying to get I think they really are truly sellers this year when it comes to the trade deadline. Um, I think they're just going to try to do, I guess I would call it like a mini rebuild. They're not just going to scrap their whole team and start from scratch and try for a lottery draft in the uh, draft or, 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 you know, the draft lottery or pick a draft. 
I just think that they are just trying to salvage the rest of their season. And if that means trading off some of their better players for, um, you know, some younger talent, I think they're going to do it. Well, there's the old adage, especially in hockey, in that um, you can't – when the team's doing bad, you can't trade the team. So usually you fire the coach. And I think Ottawa is in the, you know, under the impression that, you know, maybe we'll just trade the team. You know, we'll we'll fire the team instead of firing the coach. And the players that want to play will play, and the ones that aren't going to play will get rid of. I'm I'm thinking if I was – I'm thinking if I lived in Pittsburgh or some of these other cities that needed a goaltender that were that goaltender away – I'd be going after Henderson. Right. Well, you know, I got to thinking, and maybe this is just me, but realistically, how many teams are going to want to trade with Pittsburgh? How many teams are going to want to make the back Stanley Cup champions better? I got to thinking about this the other day. Is that a logical process? Like, who's going to want to my decent better backup? goaltender for, you know, for the Battle Cup champions to be actually a better team, you know? Yeah, but if I can Wait, get, you, say you, you know, them? if I can get two or three draft picks, a couple forwards and a defenseman, um, I might do that. Uh, well, defenseman, <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree. So, forwards, well, got them. So big, rig, big Rig is looking pretty good in, in Pittsburgh, There's, Teams are going to be wanting him. I think he's he's uh, definitely stepped his game up from when he played in Dallas. That's for sure. Yeah. Well. Well, and, and I don't know if he's honestly. I don't know if he stepped his game up or if if who he's playing with is makes him look so much better. There we go. That looks a little bit better from my end. Um, no, Olafek has been such a blessing in disguise. Oh, and guess what? Tim Stans will actually like him tonight because he scored a goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do when you play defense. Look, I have gone over this conversation so much this past week about defensemen and wind. So, um, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. You know, I, I often think about, like, things like that outside of the box. Like, if I were a GM, I wouldn't want to trade and make a team that just won two cups in a row better. <laughs> I'd be like, suffer. I'd be petty like that. But then you're right. You have to look at the dynamics of the team. Say, for example, we use the Wild as an example. Say you needed a young, cheap winger. I mean, you could go after Gensel and be like, okay, we'll trade you Staylock for, you know, your next five number one draft picks and Jake Gensel. Right. It's not real. It's not realistic, but it's an example. Right. Well, I'd be more like Staylock for Gensel and maybe number one and number four or something like that, you know, just right. because knowing, knowing where the Penguins are right now behind but then, you know, and that's what Chicago kept doing. You know, they kept trading away draft picks, kept trading away draft picks. Well, they don't have any players left anymore. You know, they have they have Case and they have Kane, and that's it. And that's kind of where Pittsburgh's at right now, too. I mean, you, they don't have a whole lot of draft picks coming up either. So, you know, right. when Tampa, Tampa was in that situation, and then 
fortunately, unfortunately for them, Stamkos has been hurt the last couple of years, so they've actually gotten a couple of good draft picks. And look at them now. You know, I mean, they're they're good. So um, when when you get to be too good, you no longer are able to get any decent players in the draft. And the only way you can continue to, to refuel is to trade your draft picks that aren't very good for players that are marginal, but fill, fill your right. system. So, and then you just completely right. run out of players, you know? I was going to say, but eventually that catches up with you and you end up being Arizona um, in the league, you know, and it, it's a cold hard reality, but Detroit is a great example. They made five straight playoff appearances. And now they're a struggling franchise because they didn't get the quality draft picks that say um, Edmonton, Winnipeg, those teams got. Um, Your Wild well, like is you another say, great example. You can flip that too. You can look at Toronto, and I mean, they were bad for years. But look at the talent they have on that team right now. You know, Edmonton has a lot right. of talent on that team. You know, it, so you know it. It's you know if if you're bad enough, you get to be good enough, and that's you know I mean that's exactly. the same formula. That, that's the formula that Chicago used to get Taves and Kane. That's the formula that Pittsburgh used to get um, Malkin and Crosby. Flurry, Malkin, and Crosby, three in a row. Yep. Yep. And so was, was some, Crosby's a little bit different because that was a lottery win. So. um it's a little different, but Flurry and Malkin, yeah, that's definitely how Pittsburgh got them. Um, mm-hmm. And they had to be bad enough to get into the lottery, so there was that too. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. like thing over to like St. Louis, the Wild, these are teams that tend to finish middle of the pack every year. So you're not good enough to get no good draft picks. You're not bad enough to get really good draft picks. You just kind of refuel with diamonds in the rough and, you know, the luck of the pick. Um, it's, it's intriguing how the sport of hockey actually works and how right. the well, and I, I follow different. the wild hockey team a little closer than most people do because I live here. Um, and <laughs> they've, actually, they've actually really hit on their last, like, three or four first-round draft picks. And they've hit a couple in the fifth round if they can get them over from Russia. So I mean they they have some young talent that's coming up, um, you know, like Greenway for Boston, for instance. I mean he's he's going to be a beast, um, and they last year they they finished with the second best record in in the West, and it's it's tough to draft when you're drafting you know 29th or 28th, you know it's you know. It's different if you're drafting 31st and you won the Stanley Cup. You know, you can deal with that. <laughs> you know, you can say, all right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take that. You know, we'll take our bad pick. But when you're drafting 27th, 28th, 25th, 26th every year, you know that generational player. You know the the Matthews kind of play. You know, I always go back to him. The, that kind of player is just not there, you know, or, or Patrick Line, you know, those players are just not available for you to draft. So you've got to take a chance right. on some kid that you have no idea and you hope you hit on him. Bless here. And um, again, we really appreciate everybody 
that has listened to the show tonight and, um, you know, in our network. But I totally forgot. I was talking about sit-down college football. We also have a show that is airing on Thursday night morning or Friday morning. I guess it's midnight. Thursday night, Friday morning. I like to choose that. And it's talk therapy. Um, it's a great show. They're a lot of fun. Um, they talk about everything. Um, this week we have a special show, um, but I, I don't want to spill the beans because I know what the show's about, and one of our listeners is not going to be involved in it. But um, one of our listeners has a birthday coming up next week, so um, they're going to have him on as a special guest. And um, But, yeah, check them out, too. Again, the link will post to my personal Facebook page, and I will be sharing it on Stay Out of My Crease as well so that everybody knows. That way, you know, we can network shows and um, you know, get you familiar with the, at least the three new shows that are on this network as well. Um, but yeah, talk therapy. Like I said, it's Thursday night slash Friday morning at midnight. So and that's Eastern time. It is Eastern time. All my times are in Eastern time because that's where I live. I'm sorry. Um, I'm yeah, very well, no, no, East biased because I live here. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're an hour behind me. Um, so it's midnight my time, 11 p.m. Thursday night your time. That oh, works. Well, yeah, yeah we should go the east, the eastern central Pacific thing and forget about the mountain people because <laughs> nobody lives there. <laughs> not true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this has been just another great show. great season three. Um the new year is looking bright and exciting college hockey-wise and same with the NHL. I mean, and then we have hockey data coming up um, the 20th of today, so we'll probably be talking about that within a couple of weeks. And um, the Olympics <laughs> coming up. So we're going to have a lot to talk about, Jimmy. Well, exactly, and then the juniors tournament should probably be over by next week, I think. Um, so right. we'll be able to either be happy that we won or upset that we lost. So, and by we, I mean <laughs> U.S. Unless you live in Canada, yeah, then I it's think, you. Right. And, or if you live in Sweden, then you'll be happy if you win. And you know, so wherever right. you happen to live, you're, 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 you're. If you still have a team in it, then you'd be happy. Um, if you live in Belarus, you know, oh, yeah. hope you beat Denmark. And if you live in Denmark, hope you beat Belarus. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait to get back in again. Right, exactly. Exactly. But I I think that's it for tonight. Um, We will be back here next week, same time, um, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific. There, I included (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) But we will be here again, you know, right? I would jot this number down for next week. Um, It is... uh, Five one six. I have to remember this one now. One six four one eight five five seven three. So I will um, continue to you know upload the uh, the link for next week's show on Facebook on Saturdays, and um, so keep an eye out on the page. 
But I don't have any other final thoughts. Do you, Jimmy? Uh, no, just, um, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a good week for hockey. It's been a good year for hockey, and I'm looking forward to a brand-new year of hockey and a brand-new year on um, KJC Radio. Yes, definitely. So everybody have a good night, and we will see you back here next week.